Hello and welcome to Jedi Eternal. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Bolin, alongside the minister, Braxton Taylor. Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> Bless God. Happy Valentine's yes, Day. Yes, happy you, Valentine's Day. You handsome lug, you. <laughs> How are you today, sir? Oh, man, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm, I think we're both a little uh, tired today, you more than I. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a rough night. <laughs> well, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to record episode four. Yes, and, the fourth uh, episode. And I'm very excited to uh, get this underway. So if you want to lead us off on our first yes, news. absolutely. The day. So going into our news. The first news story is we have some uh, talk from Taika Waititi, who has cast some doubt on his apparent role in developing a new Star Wars film, which we had talked Mm. about in our rumors um, a while back. And he said um, that he said, listen, what does approach even mean? I've seen Star Wars. That's about as far as it goes. Hmm. That's interesting. So, what do you think about this? Do you think that... I mean, here's the thing. If they haven't announced his movie yet, if they haven't announced Mm -hmm. whatever it is he's working on, he's probably not allowed to say... I think it's a big, hairy, nasty bluff. (laughs) (laughs) I think Taika would be the type of guy who'd be just fluffing... Well, I mean... I think everybody, well, I mean, like, like I said, you McGregor was for years. You know what I'm saying? Right. When, in regards to uh, the new Kenobi series, mm-hmm. he had said, oh, well, I'd be interested in it. And if they haven't really said anything about it, which they had been in talks for years, you know. So, obviously, if it is the case and they haven't released anything, you're right. They're It's going to be like a secret. You know, they're not going to be yeah, saying Yeah, and much. we know that he he's already done The Mandalorian. It went really well. He's incredibly popular director right now why wouldn't they want him on something star wars exactly and yeah so i know it's going to be down the road because they you know hiatus on the movies and stuff but mm-hmm. i think uh i think there's more talk going on than he's than he's saying than let us know. <laughs> I, I definitely think so too because like i said it's it's disney is so incredibly secretive about everything that they do I would not be surprised if they told them, like, uh, you got to strike down these rumors right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, I wouldn't doubt that at all. But uh, so let's go on to our next uh, news for the day. And that is, as of last night, IGN Australia hosted their uh, yearly select awards, uh, which picks some of the better uh, games of the year. And they had uh, or, uh, topics such as, like, Best ongoing game, best visual design, best au- best audio design, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and as of last night, um, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order did win best audio design and game of the year. So, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Hey, I think that game should win every award it can. So, I think <laughs> yeah. it's an amazing game. It is, and I think it's quite the achievement. So, I'm glad. Anytime it wins an award. I also, um, the Dice Awards were last night, and I think it won Adventure Game of the Year there nice. as well. So, nice. So it's been doing really well in, mm-hmm. during the awards season, and uh, I'm excited for it. Well, and here's the thing. More than anything, it just shows Disney that people like that kind of game style, where it's like exactly. narrative, single-player, yeah. open-world we want, I mean, everybody wants more of that. You right, know? we want more, and hopefully <laughs> the fact that you know, it's receiving all of this praise. Mm. They'll want to make more of them. Exactly. And I would love to see in whatever connotation that, that takes. I mean, if it's an old Republic game, awesome. Yeah. If, if we get to see, 
even if it's something within the saga still, I would love to see that. I mean, I don't care. As long as we get more single player open world Star Wars games with a great story, right. I'm 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 hundred percent absolutely. To win it, so. so let's go into our next story here. Um, Diego Luna confirms Cassian Andor Disney Plus series will film this year. This is coming from Star Wars News Net. Um, they said let me see. I'm going to try to find. Oh, he was speaking with Entertainment Tonight. And he said, yes, we're doing it. We're doing it this year. It's happening, and I'm getting ready for it. <laughs> so what do you think? I think, you know, in, and I, I've said this, I think, in previous episodes. I mean, Cassian is one of those characters for me. Like, for him to have an entire show, eh, I mean, it, it, it does. I'm not leaning one way or the other. Yeah. But I'm just going to say it's more Star Wars and it's during a really awesome period of time. I would like to see it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm not like oh you know yay I can't wait to see this. Like <laughs> yeah. I am with like Kenobi series or whatever. But like at the same time, I'm I'm cool. Like, I'm glad. And here's the thing: I'm also glad that they're starting it. They're telling us, hey, we're starting it soon. It's it's gonna be you know we're trying to get it as soon as possible. Yeah. Now we will. Like I will say this is not yet an official announcement mm-hmm. necessarily. It is the main actor saying it. Right. But it's not an official announcement from Disney. So, you know, I do think we have to still be a little hesitant with it. Um, I mean, I, I I think Diego Luna probably knows what he's talking about. Well, and, that, and that's kind of why we put it in the news section right. instead of rumors. Because, I mean, if all people, I feel like, other than just an official news source, the main actor of the show would know. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. So. so, I think with this, with them starting this year, I'm sure we're going to see it next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it's good. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't, I, if they take it in the direction that they did with Mandalorian, I have no doubts it'll be good. Now, it, in my opinion, it doesn't have the same, um, content, I guess. I don't know how to say that correctly. It, it, the, the story that they have is not as interesting to me, mm-hmm. um, as say like, a you know, like a space Western bounty hunter, you know, Mandalorian that we've never really seen before. Like that's pretty interesting. Now, some, you know, guy that we saw in Rogue One that's kind of like a space pilot. You know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I mean, right. it's not as interesting. But, again, I think if they produce it well and 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 they do what they did, the formula they did with The Mandalorian, I think we're going to see a pretty good show regardless. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, so let's move on to our rumors. So this week, like I said, this week actually has been pretty dry with our, with our news and our rumors and releases. So forgive us, but because we actually only have one rumor uh, for this week, but it's actually a pretty pretty cool rumor. Um, and uh, you know, as it sounds, uh, the, the, it sounds like the world of Solo uh, will be expanded on Disney Plus in a very big way moving forward. So meaning, um, there has been talks about a Lando Calrissian show on Disney Plus with Donald Glover. So I'm pretty excited about that. I think I, I honestly really like Solo. Um, <clears throat> I know a lot of people had some kind of like back and forth about it, like the reviews weren't very good of Solo. So if I personally thought it was a really good m- show or good movie. And, uh, and I think Donald Glover played a really good Lando. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think he played a fantastic Lando. He was one of the um, better things about that movie, for sure. Um, and basically, Star Wars Unity is who were, who was covering this, and they are kind of starting with some of the rumors that had been going on last year with um, a continuation of Solo in some way through right. Disney+. Plus. And so some of the, the plans that they had talked about was maybe doing 
focusing on Crimson Dawn or Black Sun. Um, and so they're thinking maybe, where's my dog at? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like hearing this like noise. <laughs> my dog is crying from somewhere. I'll check on that in a second. <laughs> but um, okay. And so um, the, the thought is that they're doing this um, solo story somehow, a continuation, and then they're going to um, take another spinoff off of that with Lando is mm-hmm. the talk right now. So what do you think? I mean... Well, so first of all, I'd love to see more about Black Sun. I mean, we got in, in Solo, we got the very end, we got to see Darth Maul as like the head of this crime syndicate, and it was like, like oh man, it was so good because... We get to see in Clone Wars mm-hmm. um, how he's like slowly but surely with Savage, he's like taking over all of these crime families and like slowly yeah. with the help of Hondo, um, Oshanka or whatever, I can't remember his last name, but he might the, the space pirate dude with his people and stuff. They're like slowly like taking over all of these crime syndications. And uh, then we see him at the, the head of Black Sun and Solo. So it's kind of like cool because we could see like the beginnings of it in Clone Wars. And then when like in Solo, we could see him like well established as the leader and as controlling. You know, all these, you know, so anyway, I would love to see that. Uh, but in terms of Lando, um, I, I would be really cool with it. I mean, Lando's a really cool character. Um, he's very, you know, he's just the classic suave, you know, like he, he, he's less of a fighter, more of like a, a negotiator kind of guy. Um, in fact, in, uh, Star Wars issue two, issue three, one of those two, um, Lando is with Chewbacca and they're trying to get on, on uh, Tatooine. Um, oh right! Yeah, yeah, and and he's like negotiating it. And he's like he finally like, negotiates his way out of it, and he's like leaning back and he's like smiling, like ah, that's the Lando style. <laughs> so I mean, it's I would really like to see a show about that. You know, obviously maybe not a movie, but a show would be really yeah. fitting for that. Yeah, and and one other thing with that is, you know, you were talking about Darth Maul. There's there's so much they could tell with that story with mm-hmm. with Darth Maul and Kira. With Han, it's a little more like I don't really know that there's not a lot of content there. I mean, you can you could do it, but I just don't know that that's the smart idea with mm-hmm. the reception and stuff that they've gotten with that. Yeah. I think I think the way to go is with Kira and Han, or with Kira and Darth Maul, and maybe Lando is a part of that in some way, mm-hmm. and then that's how they could branch that off. But because <coughs> with Darth Maul, we know first of all how he ends up gaining so much of that uh, that he has by the end of solo you know like he's the leader of the crimson dawn and all that it'd be cool mm, to yeah. see some of that but also how that all kind of falls apart and how it, we find out where he is um when we see him in rebels mm. you know so there's yeah. a lot of story there still to tell oh man there's tons yeah. but let's go ahead and we're going to go into our releases now unfortunately there are no comic releases this coming week <laughs> uh no comics i don't know why they do that I mean, they, the past, I think it was last week, and then this coming week, they have two comics, or sorry, not this coming week, but the week after that, they have two comics releasing on Wednesday, so I don't know mm, why they can't yeah. like, make it to where there's one every like one week, every week. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> who knows, who knows. So, uh, no comics this coming week, but what we do have is the first episode of Clone Wars Season 7 on Friday. Yes. So a week yes. from today. Yes. And I am, of course, very excited about that. Oh, man. Yeah. I think you are as well. I'm, I'm very incredibly excited. Like I said many times, and I'll be seeing it probably several more times today, Clone Wars is my favorite Star Wars medium. Like, whether that be, I mean, I literally, I mean, over everything, books, comics, shows, games, 
movies, everything. Like, I love Clone Wars. Um, and I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit as to why that is later on, because today, our, we are, as we're getting closer to that, our main topic is going to be about Clone Wars. But just staying on our releases for just a moment, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that. But also, uh, I believe it was yesterday that we got to see um, the, the latest and probably the final trailer uh, yes. for Clone Wars. Yes, which um, you guys can find that on YouTube if you look it up. It's Star Wars The Clone Wars Squad 99. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like a little over, actually I think it's like right at a minute I think it's long. right at a minute, yeah. And um, it looks great. Yeah. The, looks the great. animation is just superb. <coughs> I, they've really yeah. upped, upped the game. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree. The animation looks really good. And the story of, of the Bad Batch is yeah. such a really neat story. How these, like, these like mutated clones who, you know, because here's the thing. Typically, if you deviate from the mutations uh, as a clone, you get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Or you get cast aside. Or you become, like, a janitor, as we see. Like with, uh, 99. Well, yeah, 99. Um, so it is very interesting to see. Well, because if actually, in fact, Rex, he mentions it in the trailer. He says, um, these are, he's like, wait, these are clones? And he's like, yeah, these are clones with, uh, you know, favorable mutations. Like, so only reason they didn't get cast to the side is because they are, you know, stronger, faster, smarter, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see that um, because here's the thing. Yeah, it's like this futuristic society. Yeah, you know, they have cloning, which obviously is so far beyond what we have in, in today's, you know, but at the same time, they're not immune to their being, well, a bad batch. You know, they're not immune to the mutation mutations coming into cloning. You're not gonna have a perfect clone every time. So I was just glad to say, see that. Oh, okay, yeah, we're they're kind of acknowledging that that we actually do get to see some clones who are not just the same standard one every single time, and that they've kind of messed up a little bit and they mutated. But it's pretty neat that they're, you know, yeah, we're gonna see them as a kind of a, you know. Uh, elite squad because of these favorable mutations so yeah i'm 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 ready for it i'm looking forward to having (laughs) some more new star wars every week yes Um, that's gonna be such a good feeling so yeah 12 weeks of it so yeah excited so let's i guess move on to our main topic today like i said uh we're talking about clone wars today we're talking about the good the bad and the ugly of the clone wars um, and so, you know, for those of you who are not as familiar, Star Wars Clone Wars, um, it started back in October, uh, 2008. I believe it was the first air date was either October 12th or October 13th. On Cartoon Network. On Cartoon Network. <laughs> yeah, that was like, I tuned into that pretty much every day. And then when Clone Wars came on, I was like, oh man, you know. Get so, you know what's sad? I just have to say this before we move on. I, I, I didn't have any access to TV or anything. Mm, yeah. And so... What I would have to do is I would have to wait for the season to come out on DVD, and then I would have to wait for it to go to my library, and I would go to the library (laughs) and borrow the the DVD, like the full season sets, and that's how I would get to watch The Clone Wars, so I was always behind. Yeah, no, I know, and that's funny because I'd always go to your house and you, you, yeah. your house and we'd like be watching DVDs with yeah. Clone Wars. <laughs> so, there you go. Hey, whatever works, you know, whatever works. But anyway, it was a really good series. Like I said, yeah. um, it started off pretty slow at first. You know, season one. Um, uh, well, first of all, let's backtrack a little bit. Clone Wars was a movie first. Um, the animated style. Yeah, we don't have to talk about. That. We don't have. <laughs> I'm just but, kidding. but my <laughs> point being is like it did not have very good reception. Like people didn't yeah, like. Which it, it was always, I, I believe, from the get go, it was made knowing that there was a TV show. I believe. I, I think yeah, it was I don't just know about kinda, that, but I think, I think so. it was just like the introduction to it. 
Plus, it was very more, I mean, Clone Wars, especially season one, was geared for kids, but movie especially was very kid-centric. It was, the story wasn't very yeah, it, it wasn't, out. It wasn't that great. It wasn't great. Which, of course, we also got that other animated Clone so That Wars was actually pretty good, though. Before that, even, which they were very, yeah. very short episodes. Yeah. That was also on Cartoon Network. Had very odd animation style. Yeah, it, well, it was from a whole different team. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was any no, of the same team. I don't think so. Um, it didn't last very long, but I actually, I did, I went to my grandparents, I believe, for the premiere of that, because mm-hmm. I was so excited because there was something new, Star Wars, <laughs> yeah. and I went to my yeah. grandparents, and I watched the premiere of that, and I was so disappointed that it was only like... Like, what? I, I don't even remember how long they short. were. Like five remember. minutes or something? Yeah. I don't know. It's not long at all. Yeah, I think with check, like credits in total, it was like but 10, But man, minutes. that was like the introduction to General Grievous. Yeah. And yeah. it was it was mind-blowing how awesome yeah. he was in I that. loved seeing that. And I think it, it is funny because like although it, had a kind of, it was really short and they had kind of weird animation style stuff, the story that they had was so good. Like, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed those episodes. So, like I said, then the movie came out for Clone Wars in a style that we're familiar with, um, but it was just very, had poor reception. And then, and then so said, like I said, season one of the TV show came out in October of 2008. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we, it started off pretty slow. The first, first season was kind of, you know, it was kind of kiddish. We didn't really see a lot of um, progression in the story a whole lot. I mean, it was okay, but it, it was more Star Wars, but it wasn't like, it wasn't amazing. But then soon enough, it started building upon itself, building upon itself. Soon enough, we had five seasons. It got sold to Netflix, um, which ironically enough, they had to buy it back from <laughs> Disney had to buy it back from them. But it got sold to Netflix. They gave us season six, which is, which is a phenomenal season. And then long story short, here you are sitting at six seasons. Clone Wars is my absolute favorite thing about Star Wars. I love it because we get to see so much character development. We could see so much behind the scenes of certain characters, um, things you're just not going to see in the movies. Yeah. And and so Clone Wars holds a special place in my heart. And uh, so that's why today our main topic is the good, bad, and the ugly of Clone Wars. We're going to go over today our favorite things of Star Wars, um, our least favorite things of Star Wars, and basically what we're kind of hoping for in Season 7 as we're reaching the final conclusion. So... The first thing, uh, let's talk about the good, and there's three things that we are going to go over today for, in terms of the good, and that is... The good of Clone Wars. The good of Clone yes. Wars, yes, yes, yes. Um, for clarification there, um, that is the best characters, the best additions to the lore, and the overall our overall favorite season and or arc. So uh, let's go over characters first. I'll go first, and then we can kind of bounce back and forth Sounds here. Good. Um, so for me, my, I have, I mean, pretty much every character <laughs> in Clone Wars, except for a handful, are, are really good to me. Um, for me, uh, a new character that I liked was Cad Bane. Um, Cad Bane was pretty cool. Yeah. He was like this like elite bounty hunter. At sometimes, I, I will admit, there, there's sometimes the show made Cad Bane a little annoying, just depending on, uh, on the episode. I don't know. You have to watch it to know what I'm talking about. Because I can't think of any specific scenes, but sometimes Cad Bane got a little annoying. But overall, I think that was a really cool character that they added. Um, also, I loved seeing the expansion of the character of Captain Rex. I love <laughs> the talk is going crazy <laughs> with here. <laughs> uh, Sage is becoming our our podcast know, uh, mascot because he's interrupting every episode. She always has to make herself known somehow. <laughs> right. So anyway, um, I love. First of all, I love Captain Rex. Captain Rex is like one of my favorite clones. He's like the, the overall commander that we see, and I just love that we got to see his character develop in this uh, in this show. 
obviously Savage Press was a really cool one um, that we got to see. And um, I think, obviously, I think for most people, the probably the coolest new character we got to see is Ahsoka. Um, Ahsoka, uh, you know, she is very much complementary to Anakin. And, and on that same thread, I like that we got to see a development of Anakin as well. Because, you know, in Episode 2 and Episode 3, we see Anakin as just this little whiny kid. You know what I'm saying? And that was always... Yeah kind of frustrating to me especially like when in episode three when he was supposed to be this this jedi general and he was supposed to be a jedi knight and getting close i mean possibly getting close to being a jedi master but all i do is just whine 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 but in clone wars we get to see a real like mature anakin he still makes you know anakin choices from time to time but we it's it's cool to see anakin grow up he gets a padawan he's a jedi general we get to see him commanding clones and i mean so Overall, I love that probably for me, my favorite character dynamic is the introduction of Ahsoka and how it complements Anakin and how it kind of built Anakin up as a character. So that's my favorite. uh, Well, you basically covered all of mine as well. (laughs) Well, I listed probably 40 things. That's that's my fault. (laughs) I thought we were going one back and forth, but anyway. Well. It's it's all right. Um, So I I have to agree with you with most of that. Those are all um, great points, especially... Of course, Ahsoka. I mean, now what's funny is a lot of fans were, you know, kind of like hated on her when they, oh, when yeah. she was first introduced, yeah. and everyone was kind of disgusted by her. And <laughs> and then yeah. now, you know, everybody is like ready to defend her. Well, I mean, so. I think the, the the building of the character up to like season five, where she leaves the Jedi Order, like yeah. in that moment where her and Anakin is like, and she's like, no, you can't leave, and like she's like, I have to. Like everyone's like, oh my god, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I uh, of course love Ahsoka. Um, Rex, I absolutely love Rex. Oh He's, yeah, he is a jewel. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I guess I'll try to think of a couple of extra ones since since you touched on all those. Um, I <laughs> I think uh, I I do really like the fact that if that Saw Gerrera was actually introduced oh, through yeah. Clone Wars, yeah, um, true. And then he has been utilized so so much and in, in such great ways since then. And it all happened because of his introduction in Clone Wars. Yeah. So I think that's one really cool character um, that we've gotten because of Clone Wars. Another yeah. character that I think of um, that's also uh, has made a big impact on Star Wars since his introduction in Clone Wars was Cham Syndulla, who is oh, the yeah, father sure. of er- Hera Syndulla. Yeah. Um, and so, of course, that brings a, a big, <laughs> big portion of Rebels connected to that of course but Mm -hmm. also in a lot of novels um a lot of novels have cham syndulla in it and um kind of the syndulla family and what happens there and things that we wouldn't have gotten had he not been introduced in the clone wars well i like that they've been really trying to tie in rebel well they you know rebels came after it but i'm saying they're they're really trying to take these shows and tie in a lot of characters from the movies and the books and you know Mm -hmm. again like so i think i said it last last episode but I just love that that they're trying to include more of the different mediums. Because, like I said, a lot of times it feels like the movies are the movies, the books mm-hmm. are the books, the shows are the shows. Right. But I mean, it's all the Star Wars universe. We need to see all this to get together. And some people, like even even people who are hardcore Star Wars fans, are like, no, 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 they, we don't need to see book characters or TV characters in movies. Like, why? Right. You know, it's yeah. all in Star Wars. You yeah. know. So I'm glad that we did get to see. The Sindulas. I'm glad yeah. we got to see Saw Gerrera, mm-hmm. see a lot of these characters who came after yeah. in, and in the show. The other one that I would 
I would like to um, bring would be Asajj Ventress. Um, you know, she starts out as this mm, very, yeah, very yeah, corrupt yeah. character. Um, but as the Clone Wars goes on, and unfortunately we never got the the ending of her story through Clone Wars, even so though that was planned. Hopefully. Um, yeah. Well, so we, we did, well, but it's, lost, through, uh, <laughs> it's through it's um, through Dark Disciples. Yeah. Uh, the novel. The novel basically took the story, the rest of the story that Dave Filoni had planned mm-hmm. for Saw's Ventures because we didn't know we were getting more Clone Wars in the future. Yeah. And they told the story in a novel. So uh, unfortunately, a lot of people probably never found out the ending of her story. And I'm not going to um, talk about it here. I think uh, people should go get Dark Disciple, read through that. Or if you if, if you don't want to do that, I guess you can just look up the story and find out for yourself. <laughs> but it tells a really great story. And for me, it, w- it made me go like, wow, her character arc is pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, it, it, again, it kind of echoes that classic Star Wars uh, of... Uh, sensibility of of redemption you know it really Mm -hmm. echoes that that thought of like no matter how evil you are you can always kind of turn back to the light yeah uh, spoilers but (laughs) well i have a really bad i hope no one uh, that's all right it's all right i'm sure no one will be too mad at you Um, it's been out for a long time years but uh yeah (laughs) Either way, it's still it's still gotta, really great. I, I have you a should habit, go read it. I have a habit of talking before I think. You know, words just kind of come out of my mouth. Have no clue what I'm saying as they're coming out. So, yeah, that's just my fault. <laughs> so anyway, I think you know that kind of covers our our favorite characters. I mean, and there's so many we could go. Over. There's so many more additions. So many cool people. Um, but uh, but you know, like I said, we we can uh, we can go on all day probably about that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, well, also let me let me backtrack just a little bit. I, I did just think of something. I loved that we did get to see more of just like basic clones, like fives and uh, oh, yeah, heavy yeah. and um, a lot of these. Like, cause there was a one episode dedicated just to like, like I said fives heavy, and I can't remember the rest of the squad's names off the top of my head. But Echo, Echo, yeah, and um, and then someone else, and then like so they were having the interactions with ninety nine or whatever. But I just love that we got the whole episode. I love that we got to see them try to become like arc troopers, and you know, it was just it was so cool because then it echoed all throughout. No pun intended. Uh, it echoed all throughout the entire series, and we got to see heavy, we got to see fives, we got to see echo uh, throughout like a lot of the entire series. And like I said, it ended up like heavy, like makes this like amazing sacrifice. Fives becomes like this like hardened arc trooper who you know anyway so i just love that we got to see kind of that background of the clones a little bit yeah where absolutely it's, where it's not just like captain rex the the main commander over the, the clone you know no it's like just regular old clones right you know i i really like that so let's move on and talk about the coolest um or best additions to lore so for me um i would have to say that the best additions to lore is all of the force related stuff um, and, and, and so we have two main ones that we see is the Mortis arc where we get to see the father, the son and the daughter. And it's kind of like they're these like, you know, physical or metaphysical incarnations of the force, you know, and we get to see like there's like a physical sort of, you know, <laughs> Uh, like manifestations of the force, like there's the good side, there's a light side, there's a dark side, and then there's like the quote unquote father who's supposed to balance them. And in and throughout that whole little arc there, we get to see and learn a lot about the force. And then the second one for me is, like I said, on that same thread, um, is the Yoda Lost Missions, 
um, episodes, which is in season six, is where Yoda's trying to go, or he keeps hearing the whispers as he's meditating uh, from Qui-Gon, and he thinks he's, like, losing his mind, you know, he's like, there's, like, no way I'm hearing this, because at that point, the Jedi are firmly established in their beliefs that, you know, when you die, you just, you're, you're, force essence and spirit goes into the cosmic force and as the as as one living being you're not individualized anymore so he's like there's no way i'm hearing qui-gon so then like i said he goes into like, qui-gon like he tries to meditate again as we all know like i said um uh qui-gon leads into dagobah he meditates there and that leads him to and i, I don't even remember like some like weird nebulous in between world where he goes like to learn from the, the, the four or five spirits of the force or something <laughs> like happiness, sadness, joy, hatred, all stuff like that. Anyway, I'm kind of blabbering on, but my, my, my thing is I just love how Clone Wars really took a deep dive into the force and we really got to see a lot more of the force and like how, how the force works and how, you know, is it, is it midichlorians a measurable thing or is it like this, like, you know, mysterious, um, unmeasurable thing, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I liked, I liked that we got to see that. So yeah, absolutely. I, I, again, I agree with you. It's one of my favorite things as well. <laughs> of course. Um, I, I love all of that. Um, I guess another thing I, I really like about the clone wars and, and what it brought as far as lore goes is just the fact that it, it humanized the clones kind of like mm-hmm. what you were already talking about. It, it brought, um, you know, in the movie, they're basically just a bunch of, you know, mindless, drones. mindless drones yeah. for the most part. I mean, other besides commander Cody, I don't know that we really get much. Uh, any, I don't know that they even mention any other ones by name. Other and, than Rex. Well, I don't know that Rex, I don't think Rex is in the, uh, in any of the movies though. I thought he's in three. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But yeah, Cody's definitely believe, more prominent. I don't believe they talk about Rex in three, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, so anyways, they, I mean, but besides Commander Cody, he's the real focus as far as names and stuff go. So, um, but of course, in Clone Wars, we got a whole different view of of the clones, and then, but also the Jedi, mm-hmm. the Jedi Council. You know, some mm-hmm. of these that we saw on the Council that we didn't really get a whole lot of. They mm-hmm. flesh out all of these Jedi. Oh in yeah, the, yeah. In Clone Wars, and you just get more time with them. You get more time to to see what they would have been like. What mm-hmm. you know, the way they would have acted and. And it just really fleshed out the universe. And yeah. It brought, and well, and then again, that's that's why I say it's like my favorite Star Wars thing because it, it takes like this structure and like you know it it's like taking a skeleton and you're adding muscle, tissue, and skin to it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like it's no longer like yeah, there's a structure, there's this kind of like bare bones thing here, uh, but now we're adding you know some substance to it, and yeah. that's that's what I really really like is because. Um, you know, you know, obviously books and comics do that, but, but for me as I'm a very visual person, um, and I love to see stuff like that. I love to see, okay, we're talking about this character. I love to see that character. You know, if we're talking about this epic scene, I love to watch it. You know, that's just who I am. I'm just a very visual person. Um, so it is very awesome to see that type of, um, how do I say? Just like, like, well, basically, like you said, just the fleshing out, just the yeah. adding of lore in context to the well, and scene. yeah, and and also just the Clone Wars. Well, right, yeah. you know, we saw the beginning, we saw the end, mm-hmm. and just to understand what took place in between, if it hadn't been for the Clone Wars series, we never would have really understood right. um, just how much went into that, and right. it, and then it yeah. does give a whole new appreciation 
to, I th- at least in my opinion, to episode three when you watch Revenge of the Sith and know all the stuff that they had already gone through mm-hmm. go leading into that movie. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's kind of like what we're going to talk about here in a little bit in our expectations, but there's a lot of things I hope to see in season seven. We will yeah. talk about that in just a moment. But moving on to our final, like our third part of the good, and that is our favorite arc um, or favorite like episode, season, okay. arc, whatever. Um, for me, there's kind of two things that I like, maybe kind of three if you can consider it. But anyway, um, first of all, I love how we got a deep dive into Mandalorian culture. I yes. love that we got to see more of the Mandalorians. Yeah. Um, for me, that was a really cool thing. Um, up to that point, Mandalorians were so like... Um, ambiguous or not ambiguous may not the right word but like just like you know there's no information about them there's no we don't know much about them you know what I'm saying Um, so we got to see Mandalore we got to see the actual people the actual Mandalorian people born there got to see Death Watch I thought that was really cool Um, but the the second thing for me uh, was the um, all the all the arcs with Dothamir and we got to see Mother Talzin and the Night Sisters and the Night Brothers and obviously out of that we got to see Savage Opress and um, and then the, re- the redemption and, and quote unquote the redemption of Darth Maul coming back from like insanity to like being the overlord of all of these uh, crime syndications and stuff. But anyway, for me, it was just so cool because we don't see Doth. We don't we we hear mentions of uh, whispers almost of of uh, uh, the Night Sisters and the Night Brothers and these planets. So it was just for me really cool to see it fleshed out. We got to go to that planet several times. We got to see. What's really cool is um, kind of also another addition to lore almost is that we got to see Mother Talzin and the Night Sisters using the Force in a much different, much different way than we've ever seen before. Yeah, it's not light and it's not dark. It's this weird, like middle area, like like you know the Force is like a pillar, like up and down, like top is you know light side, in, in the bottom is dark side, whatever, right? Well, she's like to the left of that pillar is just standing there doing something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and because if, uh, and, and we actually know part of that because it doesn't explain it super well in, in the show. Um, but it does. If you play Jedi fallen order, you go to Dothamir several times and we, yeah, which, um, spoilers for that. Just, just to give yeah, a warning, just if give you, a warning if you, if you haven't seen it, but you do go to Dothamir several times and, um, it's, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but you meet meet one of the night like the one of the only night sisters that are left. The only one, yeah. I can't remember her name. I, I can't remember her name either, but she's a great character. She's a very good character, but she explains how um, uh, she explains how they use like they're using the force when they're doing this like like all this like. Uh, uh, bringing people back to life and like controlling people's minds and like physically morphing people's body like they did to Savage Press. Like, like sh- she revealed to me at least, maybe that was already explained in the show. Um, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to find, I, it's going to kill me if I don't know her name. Well, and it's like <laughs> this, like, because it, it, Marin, it plays off more, yeah, it plays off more like it's, it's you know, this voodoo magic stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, and it's green and, yeah, exactly, and, yeah, like but, a bubbly cauldron, <laughs> but anyway, so Marin, which is the, the, the night sister that we meet, um, she, she, re- she reveals that this is actually a subset of the force, and, um, and it's interesting, because she's, it, it's just like a random conversation that you have in the, in the cockpit of their ship, 
Um, and so it's really funny because it's talking about the dark side and light side. And just like I said, it's a, it, you would completely miss it because it's on like a loading screen type deal. And but she's talking about how like oh you're you're talking about the light side and the dark side, but we night sisters we can easily find the balance between those two things as we use our magics. And it's like whoa, you know, like hold up, like that, I've never heard that before, you know. Mm-hmm. And that was like something you could easily miss, but it was a really cool little lore attachment, which that's not <laughs> Clone Wars, but uh, <laughs> I'm getting off the track here a little bit. <laughs> But I'm just saying that it was neat to see that different subset of, yeah. of the Force usage in, in uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting way off topic, in the Clone Wars. So, anyway, Andrew, <laughs> what is your favorite season part? What are we even talking arc? about? I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I, are we talking about Star Wars? I have no clue. I don't know anymore. I'm talking about my taxes, you know. <laughs> No but, no, but really, what what's what's the question? <laughs> I just said it. Anyway, it was what is your favorite? Um, what is your favorite season, part, or arc of Clone okay. Wars? Um, well, as far as arcs go, I love the Mortis trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I just at least I'm gonna call it the trilogy. Cause they actually it. do. Oh, they do call that. it. Oh, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah, they actually um, do. I love that. I, to me, when I first saw that, I, my mind was just blown. Oh yeah. And and what it could mean now. Now that we've gotten the end of the saga and stuff, I don't know that it really meant what they had hinted that it might have meant. Yeah, I um, agree. Now there's, it's kind of a whole different take on that now. Now I kind of, it doesn't seem as important as maybe it felt like back then when we first saw it. Mm-hmm. Because it kind of implied that that was Anakin's fulfillment of the prophecy of the Chosen One was for him to to stay there. Yeah. Um but and, he, and then he doesn't, and then that makes you wonder. Well, so is he n- not the chosen one? You know, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but now we know, basically, he was, he was the chosen one. I guess that's still up for debate, but I believe he was the chosen one, and that the Mortis trilogy was just kind of a neat way of of kind of talking about the balance of the force, and it brought a whole new yeah. view to that as well, because it also implies that the light and the dark side. Um, it needs both to be balanced, which mm-hmm. George Lucas originally, and I think now still, the dark side corrupts the balance, so you don't actually want the dark side in it. Right. But anyways, it brought a lot of yeah. ideas yeah. And, and a lot of mind-blowing implications. Yeah, it really opened up po- incredible amount of possibilities. Yeah, for so sure. I love that one. I also love the the Yoda stuff that we get in, yeah. in 6. Yeah. Yeah. Some really good stuff. Well, and also the canonization of Darth Bane. Which oh, is, which is really you, cool. If you only had seen me when I first saw that, <laughs> I about flipped out. Yeah. And the reason being, one of my favorite, and you know, I didn't mention this back when we talked about our favorite Legends books, and I've been like beating myself over the head ever since <laughs> because I couldn't believe I forgot to mention it. Yeah. But the Darth Bane trilogy of novels from Legends is one of my all time favorites. It's oh, they're good. So yeah. good. Very good. And so finally, like, um, having a seeing Darth Bane in a sense, mm-hmm. um, and having him talk and everything, and it was just so cool. And I, I loved that. Yeah. And that so, really what cool. what other arcs do you? I love where like Savage finds him. He's kind of insane with those crazy spider legs. And yeah. he takes him to Mother Talzin, which like kind of heals his mind a little bit and, and gives him new legs and stuff. 
and then just slowly but surely building his way up. I don't know. I, I love that. I would think that's a really cool, <coughs> really cool arc. Yeah, so um, I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. I've, been, <laughs> I've been trying to rewatch all of Clone Wars, and oh. I've not done very well. You shouldn't uh, I've been trying to re- <laughs> I've been trying to rewatch all of it uh, before season seven premieres. Well, the the new report is I'm not going to be able to do it because <laughs> there's only a week left, and I'm still in season three. So well, and so yeah. I, the reason I I want to say that is because so my memory is not super fresh on some of the events that take place in Clone Wars mm-hmm. because it's been quite a long time ago since I watched some of these episodes. Yeah. Um. So I want to ask you though. I remember. I think it was in. I I think it's in season six mm-hmm. when. Um, there's a, there's an episode where Palpatine's in it, and like he's fighting with maybe Darth Maul and some others. Mm-hmm. That was you know, season you know, five. Is that season five? Yeah, I love that one. I yeah. I remember just and that's part of the that, arc that I was talking about. Yeah, that I that love. is part of the arc because so, okay. he's fight, like Palpatine's fighting Darth Maul and Savage. Yeah, and does he have like does he have like two lightsabers at one point and stuff? Uh, yes, he, like dual wields. Yes, so. It's been a while. I don't remember all of what happened in that episode. I just remember thinking it was really, really awesome at the time. <laughs> so, so yeah, to give you a little run back on what that was, is basically um, Darth Maul and Savage are just kicking butt. I mean, they're taking over these... They, they've joined up with... with um, And then, so uh, apparently, um, you know, you can sense that in the Force. And so Palpatine, you know, he's or the Emperor, or whatever. Well, he's not the Emperor at that point, but Palpatine is talking to Dooku, and he's like, "How, you know, how dare you not destroy him before? You know, he are, are you planning a collaboration with him? You know, to overthrow him?" He's like, "No, no, Master, I'm not for you." Blah blah blah. So he's like, "Well, he's like, I'll, you know, he tried to send Dooku to do it, and he couldn't. So he's like, I'll have to do this myself." So I think I'm trying to remember where they fought. It might have been Darth Maul, but I, I don't think so. But anyway, some point they uh, they uh, they uh, Palpatine. No, no, no. Mandalore is on Mandalore. Yeah, is on Mandalore. Anyway, Palpatine uh, walks into the the Mandalorian throne room and he sees them. And all of a sudden, you know, Darth Maul's like, like before he even walks in, he's like, oh, "This is not a presence I've felt since Master." <laughs> and then he's you now. Know, does he already have the? Um Dark Saber. The Dark Saber by this point. And I do want to so. add yeah. that that's another thing I love about the Clone Wars is that that's when we get the mm, Dark Saber. Yeah, so. Dark Saber is so cool. Long story short, Palpatine D, uh, basically beats the poop out of them and uh, and uh, he kills Savage. Okay. And uh, grabs his lightsaber. And that's when he has the dual wield and he's going ham on on Darth Maul and basically right before he kills him he doesn't and he's like begging for his life he's like it's like oh don't worry he's like you have a, a role to play and I won't kill you because you have a role to play in all of this and he like like uh, you know knocks him out or something I don't know and you know and you know he leaves so that's that's kind of what happened but uh, yeah anyway it was really cool so I'm, I'm gonna go through and and this week hopefully <laughs> I'm gonna go through and watch like the main ones you know like the ones that you gotta I think Star Wars actually no well, so I saw. Plus. I just saw the other night. I went on there. I was like, oh, I'm gonna try to watch him. So, which I only watched like five minutes of it and had to turn it off. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw there's like the the 20 essential episodes. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So I'll probably do that. 
Uh, I'm kind of on the opposite end. I um I really try to space it out, but I end up finishing all six seasons in January. <laughs> <laughs> you champ. <laughs> well, sometimes I just can't help myself. So all right, well. So yeah, let's yeah, move, we on. Need to move on. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna move on. Okay. So um, let's you know I we can talk about the bad of Clone Wars. For me, I only have like two things, so we're not gonna have like a whole like segment on sure. it. But I just have two things I want to talk about for a second. And so in terms of arcs, I really did not like in season five the droid arc. That was probably my least favorite arc. Um, and for those of you who don't remember what that is, um, basically there was like I mean I think three or maybe even four episodes where. Um, there's like these astromechs. Um, there's like, I think four astromechs and I don't remember what this type of joy is called, but it's the one that, uh, you see in episode one where it has like the one eye and like the, the kind of like helmet looking head and you touch the top of his head and he springs open. It's those kind of droids. I don't remember what they're called, but, um, basically it's, it's him and four astromechs and they're like going on missions together. And then also like the, the kind of the finale of that little arc is uh, called um, Sunny Day in the Void, and that is my least favorite episode. I cannot stand that episode. Um, and basically, it has the same little, like, pop droid, whatever they're called, four astromechs, and um, and it has, like, this, like... He's, like, a commander in the Clone Wars, but he's, he's like, this little frog-looking dude. And they get lost in this desert, and I just... I do not like that episode <laughs> at all. It's nothing to the lore. Now, at the end, they find this, like arc trooper that that uh that uh, or maybe he's a commando i don't remember but anyway um but he's like got his memory wiped because he got in a crash and he was like enslaved there and they had to like free him that was kind of cool at the end but like it was just it was not a good it was not a good episode <laughs> or season i just did not like it <laughs> but so anyway i didn't like that and then in terms of my like characters um i've as we've kind of lamented several times uh we're not the biggest fan of jar jar binks um as the character and what was bad about Jar Jar in episode one, they made 10 times worse in the Clone Wars. <laughs> they, they made him way more dumb, way more clumsy, doing things that were just so nonsensical. And they had him in like every other episode for many seasons. And I was like, oh my gosh. So I was very, I, I, I didn't like how dumb they made Jar Jar and also how much they had of him in it. So, what are your probably least favorite things um, in Clone Wars? Listen, folks, go ahead, grab your pitchforks. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> grab your torches, pitchforks, come stand in my front yard, get ready. Um, <laughs> my, I personally think that for every good episode of Clone Wars, there are three bad episodes. Mm. Um, I just... Yeah. The Clone yeah. Wars can be so good, but there's a lot of bad in there, too. Yeah. And that's... I, I know some people think most... All of it is really good, and I like most of it, mm-hmm. but there's there's just a lot of re- just really boring stuff in there that I, well, I just can't get into. I will I will admit, the thing is, is they did have a lot of filler episodes, a lot of yes, nonsense. Yes, exactly. Well, like this whole droid arc. Mm-hmm. Droid arc was totally filler. Um, There is... Uh, I'm trying to think of what the other one I think I'm thinking of on top of my head. They had several episodes where, well, and there's not. I can't think of it. Like for example, there's a lot of episodes where it's like Padme going through like some political stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is fine, but it's not really that exciting. Mm-hmm. It's not really a lot of characters that I care about. It just 
to me, it just didn't bring a lot to the table. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, then you get the, the Jar Jar Binks episodes where he's off doing whatever. And like, you know, like the droid episodes and stuff. And I just, yeah, they just didn't do a whole lot for me. And unfortunately, yeah. in my opinion, I think there's more of that stuff than there is the good stuff. Well, when you think is. about all there of the seasons. Yeah. And so that is my biggest complaint with, with, Clone Wars, and also the fact that they would they uh, chronologically just like mixed it all up. It made <laughs> yeah. no sense. It still yeah. makes no sense. It of is course, a kind of weird. Now jumble. these days, we have you can look up how to watch them chronologically and and everything, and it and it helps with that. But why they didn't do it chronologically yeah. at the beginning, I will never understand. <laughs> it made it, the way they did it made no sense at the yeah. time. But I, I, that was a frustrating thing for me. And then also, like in terms of the episodes, like there was an episode where Padme had a special visitor coming over, and she needed berries for a cake, so she sent out C three PO and R two D two to find berries. Exactly. <laughs> it's just stuff like that, like, and you know that's yeah, and and that's where you have to remember this was meant to be a kids show, mm-hmm. and you know. And so they were had some lighthearted fun in there. Yeah, um, and there's no... I mean, I don't have a problem there's, with that. There's nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't for me. But and, it, yeah. And that's where, I, for me, that's the bad thing about Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm on the same page with you there. But moving on, like I said, we have the good, bad, and the ugly. And really, the only ugly thing that we can mention about Clone Wars is that we are only getting one more season. We're glad we're <laughs> getting season seven. <laughs> but we are only getting that season. And, and yeah. officially... After season seven, they're done. There's no more Clone Wars. So no more Clone Wars. We're so excited, but we it does stink to know that this is the final finale. You know, it. I mean, it's you know last raw. Like they're bleeding into season. Or I mean, uh, episode three. So there's nowhere they could even go with it. So it is disappointing, but that is the ugly. So yeah. now that we know that we're getting a final season, let's just talk for a short moment before we move on to our Q and A. Let's talk about our expectations. So yeah. Andrew, go ahead and lead us off with that. Okay, so it's my belief that we have three arcs in this season, right? I think so, yeah. So four episodes each. So we have the Bad Batch arc. We have Ahsoka's arc. Well, Ahsoka on her own arc. And -hmm. then we have the Siege of Mandalore arc, which will, of course, incorporate probably Ahsoka, Darth Maul, and Obi-Wan and Anakin. I assume they'll yeah. all play some kind of role in that. Um, so, I have to I have to admit, I'm kind of disappointed that we only get three arcs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really yeah. wish we were getting at least a couple more. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really excited about all three arcs. I think they're going to be good. But, the like, the Bad Batch, like, I don't know that we can really get a whole lot of, like, new stuff out of it necessarily yeah. i mean i think it can tell a good story has some really good action and stuff but i mean as far as like what it can truly add mm-hmm. i don't know that it can do a lot i'm thinking probably the same thing like the bad batch is more of a it's just oh this is gonna be really cool to watch yeah, which there's nothing wrong with that yeah but it's just and ahsoka i i think it i i think it's gonna be good Again, I don't necessarily know how much it can truly add, though, because we mm-hmm. know, we know, Ahsoka's outcome from all of this. Right. Um. I, so I think it's mainly just going to show it for those that don't already know, because I'm sure there's yeah. a lot of people that don't. Yeah. Um. But I, I again, I think it's going to be pretty good. The 
Siege of Mandalore is the one I'm super excited yeah, about. That's Even though really cool. I can still tell you, I could still tell you basically what that story is going to be because mm-hmm. it's been talked about in the past. Um, but what I'm hoping is that the, the main thing I want from this season of Clone Wars is I want us to not stop before episode three. Mm-hmm. I want us to go through episode three and maybe even after episode three. Yeah, and that's my hope as well. So, um, and and to kind of like correspond back and forth with what you just said, the problem is is that we already know everything that happens. So they're not going to be able to add a whole lot that we don't know, like this big surprising thing. Unless they do. Well, unless they do. Unless they do somehow. Because the they've spent a lot of time on this season. Oh, well, right. It's my understanding. Yeah. I mean, they started quite a while ago. Well, I remember seeing that. I remember seeing the, like, the, he- the lone clone trooper helmet and it says, like, something like hashtag save Clone Wars. Ever. And that was, like, years ago. Like <laughs> It feels like years ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember exactly when it was. But, but, you know, and they'd probably already been working on it for a while before that. And so this has been worked on for a long time. And we only have 12 episodes. They used yeah. to shoot these things out a lot quicker than that back when, you mm-hmm. know, they were for Cartoon Network and stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah, the animation, of course... It, it looks really, really good, and I'm sure they've spent a lot of time on that. But I also have to think that Dave Filoni has had to have been like, okay, let's, well, let's add some stuff from, um, you know, we have all these new stories out that mm-hmm. we could that he could we add could some of those things, tie yeah. stuff in too. Yeah, and I think I think obviously we're constrained to what Disney wants, you know, and mm-hmm. that's that is pro- the problem. I think we need to allow people like Filoni to have this creative control because, you know, in my opinion, they know what the fans want. You know, yeah. they know what, they know the story in and out. I mean, he's had the hand as the main leader pretty much of, you know, making Clone Wars. So as someone who's over the final season, who better to know what to do than the guy who made it? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anyway, for me personally, I agree with you on all the things that you said. For me though, um, like I said, since there's not a whole lot of, things that they can introduce i think they they need to take the things that we already know and explain it in a different way so what i mean by that is for instance like order 66 i yeah. want to see order 66 Absolutely. in clone wars season seven yes and what i want to see is how you know we, we see all the jedi dying mm-hmm. off and we see the clones you know turning and all this stuff like that but what i want to see is the background the things that we don't see so for instance how did ahsoka make it out of order 66 you know right. obviously the clones know her as a Jedi. Um, second of all, she has a lightsaber, so did she go into hiding? What happened? Second of all, on that same thread, how did Rex, Captain Rex, yeah. escape? Because we see in Rebels, he escaped to the Silos system, um, and eventually Ezra and all them find him uh, with Wolf and uh, uh, Gregor. But how did he escape? How did he get escape from the clutches of the Empire? Did he actually end up killing some Jedi yeah, and did snap he have, out of it? Or did he did he have his chip out yet, or or did he kill somebody and then like somehow like it, like his morality is so strong that it like overrid the chip? And he's like, oh my gosh, I just killed one of my best friends or something, you know? And yeah. uh, who knows? So I want to see that. I want to see that very badly. So well, um, and they've fleshed out enough clones, of enough of these characters. That we could see a lot of them that we know all of a sudden like turn and start, oh yeah, trying to kill the Jedi and stuff, yeah. and it would mean a whole lot more than it did even in watching it in Episode Three. Yeah, it would absolutely uh, do that. I, I, we have to get Order sixty six in this. Yeah, if we don't get that, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a little disappointed. I think, I, 
I, I think Obi-Wan and Anakin will, will, of course, have to leave from the Siege of Mandalore to go help Palpatine, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that... Or I don't know. I, I don't know if his part to play is because of the Siege of Mandalore or if it's something else. I don't I don't know. I guess if, if, if that's the case, because I think if they are in this, they're going to have to leave fairly early on in the Siege of Mandalore to be able to end up at Order 66 by the end of it. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You, I you mis- see what I'm saying? I misunderstood what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know about that. That's a really good question. I would say that that's probably the case, but then again, there's so many clones. I don't know. So I don't know. <laughs> I really, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, so I, I, I want to see, I want to see a lot of Obi-Wan of course, cause he's my well, favorite naturally, character. Yes. But I'm, I'm thinking we may not get a whole lot of them just because, yeah. especially if we, if we overlap in episode in episode three, then we know that he's off doing the stuff that he's doing in the movie. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I don't know that we can get a whole lot of them. And to some extent, like I said, although I want to see Obi-Wan, I, I do like to see new stuff, right? Sure. So the fact yeah. is, is if we know that he's off doing stuff, we do kind of want to see him in the background. But how cool would it be to like, if they were to, sh- to show maybe even kind of like parts of the movie yeah, well right that, that and yeah like be what if cool. we got like a little bit of their fight at the end like or like obi-wan yeah. anakin's fight or something that would be just really to kind of cool. and then kind of move past that like maybe obi-wan goes to tatooine and you know we see a little tiny section of that but maybe we see a little yeah. more see him get settled into that would be amazing i, I hope that like on the final episode yeah I'm hoping like that's at the what end it would be cool to like see. show each character where they're at maybe we'll see anakin in the darth vader mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying I'm, just kind of like that it would just be a really cool way to end the series i'm 100 percent. but we should probably get into our, onto our q a yeah i was gonna say so at the end of the day, we're just really excited to know yes. that we at least get another season. It sucks that it's going to be the final, but at the same time, at six, we thought it was a final. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so we're, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're glad that we're getting like a more conclusive ending. That it's yeah. like it doesn't just lead off with Yoda talking to Anakin and all of a sudden like, oh, okay, we're done. You know. So we're excited about that. So let's move on because we're getting kind of short on time here today. Uh, but we do uh, want to thank you guys again for um, um, utilizing our Q&A forums and, and asking questions. Um, like I said, as we've been doing um, those questions that have, because uh, we try to do three every time just to keep continuity of our timing schedule. Um, and what we have been doing is if you're past, if you're, if you're question number four of, <clears throat> of, of the questions, yeah. we just move you to the first one. So the three questions that we have today are actually the three questions left over from last week. So we're moving them to first today. So, so our first question comes from our good friend, Philip McCurin, Um, and he asked, uh, who are some obscure characters that would, you would have liked to have seen more of, or perhaps hear about their backstory? So, um, you know, I have a lot to say on this. Um, and I'm kind of condensing because of our time frame. Um, but I, I'm just going to just throw out some characters real quick, and then, you know, you can do so as well. Um, for the longest time, although he's not really obscure, I really wanted to hear about the story of Han Solo um, and, and his backstory as a young person. So it was really cool to see that in, in Solo, the movie. Um, so so it was really neat to see that. Um, so an obscure character that, that uh, I would like to see more of is Malakili. So for those of you who are not familiar with who Malakili is, 
He is the shirtless hairy dude uh, who wrestler who kind of like reigns in the Rancor for Job of the Hut. Um, you know when the Rancor oh, dies yeah. in his palace and he starts crying. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more of him. Yeah, I don't know why, but I would just love to see a backstory. Which about there, him. there's some great um, continuation of his story in aftermath novel. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I would love to see. It. I don't know. Maybe I, I would just love to see him like having like a baby, like training a baby Rancor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. That'd be so cool. Like in like a TV setting or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> second for me on that thread, on the same thread is uh, Salacious B. Crumb. Um, so he is the uh, lizard monkey. Um, that's kind of like the jester for Job of the Hut. And yeah. I don't know why, but he when I was a kid and I watched that, I just I loved. Uh, salacious speaker i loved it i thought it was the funniest thing and but like you know job the hut's the kind of guy if you don't if you don't please him he'll kill you so salacious become um was was there for a long time and so how did how you know how what was his background how did he get to become the kind of the court jester for Jabba? you know that'd be really cool um, and then, um, last but not least for me was, uh, in, in the new, uh, sequel trilogy, uh, was Lorsan Tekka. And yeah. for, again, for those of you who are not familiar with who that is, cause he is kind of in the background here, but in episode seven, the f- pretty much one of the first people you see is this old man. And, um, and, uh, then, you know, you see Kylo and, and the stormtroopers come down and attack him and stuff like that, but in that little village looking area. But basically Lorsan Tekka was a part of the church of the force as we do see in Rogue One with, um, I can't remember his name, the one with the guy with the staff or whatever. Um, but anyway, he's part of the church of the force and Lorsan Tekka, according to the lore, actually had in before episode seven had went with Luke and they went to go search for Jedi artifacts, Jedi temples and things so that Luke could, um, you know, build up the Jedi Temple, uh, the new Jedi Temple. So anyway, I think Lorsan Tekka would be a really cool person to see, maybe just like in a comic, or just maybe like in something kind of minor. But I'd like to see more of his background. Yeah, I'd like to see how that started because you're thinking of uh, the, the person from Rogue One. He's from the Guardians of the Wills. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Guardians so of the, the Wills. So the yeah. Church of the Force is a new thing that I don't know how it starts, but it'd be interesting to see how that can comes together yeah but i would like to know a lot more about his character as well um is that all of yours yeah so what are, what are some obscure characters um, you would like to know more about disney you bunch of scaredy cats give me some yaddle all right yeah give me a yaddle story <laughs> did her and yoda get get crazy and have baby yoda that's what i want to know i want to see i want to see yaddle i mean we we get this first of all where does yaddle go true yeah okay after episode one yaddle's gone um, no, but seriously, I think it would actually be interesting to, to kind of... Well, I mean, she's the only one of the two of yeah, the species exactly. that we even well, know now of. there's three, but yeah, well, but yeah, there was only but... two for a long time, and we never got anything about her, really. There might have yeah. been some stuff in Legends, but I mean now in canon. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, that's one. I'd like to see that. One of my, 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 my big ones that I really would love to see more about is Quinlan Voss. Oh, yeah. We get a little bit of him in Clone Wars. Um, we get a lot of him in Dark Disciple, but, so this is kind of spoiler territory, but I'm going to go ahead and say it anyways for, this is spoiler territory for Quinlan Voss as a character, but as of right now, we don't know what happens to Quinlan Voss. Mm-hmm. He's not killed in Order 66. <clears throat> the, the latest that I've heard him mentioned would be in, I think it was, uh, Darth Vader... Uh, I guess it would have been Darth Vader, Lords of the Sith, one of the issues there. Mm-hmm. He's one of the remaining Jedi that that Darth Vader's hunting. 
mm-hmm. but he never gets him. So Quinlan Voss is still out there as far as we know. Right. I He's such an interesting character, and he's so different from your average Jedi. And so I think he's just a very interesting character to me, but I think that he could very well still be out there, and I want that story. Well, and, and where and where he what he's doing and where he goes. Right, and and say so, so like the thing with Quinlan Voss, he's actually one of the only two characters that we know of that can sense the um, the past or history of something as he touches it, which is him and Cal Kestis. Well, actually, not true. Three, because in Force Collector, the book. Yes. I I I read the book and I don't frankly care to remember the guy's name because I, I the book was it's very similar to cal isn't it, it was it's, it's not it's cal similar. it's uh i don't know but yeah darren <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I don't think it's darren. <laughs> oh, okay well anyway but anyway um so he's one of the three okay one of three but it's just really cool and he's like this like really he's just like he doesn't really follow the he's the orders of the the, the Jedi he, order he has his own path he's like for a, sure yeah. he's really like outdoorsy he loves to be like he's like a tracker so anyway we need to move on, but that, uh, that was a good question, and um, there's a lot of characters we could talk about, but yeah. um, let's move on. So our second question comes from also another person, a friend of ours, is Kristen Perry, um, and she says, would it be po- so two things, would it be possible to talk about droids a little bit, so let's just talk about our favorite droids shortly, and she actually, actually asked, uh, also asked a very good question I've never, frankly, thought about before, and that is, would it be possible for a clone trooper to be Force-sensitive? And that's a that's a pretty good question. It's a good question. So let's first talk about our favorite droids because um, I have like three, um, you know, and I can just name off really quick. Um, but a lot of my, my a lot of my favorite droids do come from the prequel trilogy because we see a lot more droids in the prequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, for me, um, we have the, the the droidicas, which is you know, if you don't know who that what that is, it's the droids that kind of roll up and to a ball roll and then pop open they have their little bubble shield and have the turrets you know i don't know for whatever reason you know when i was a kid and i was watching that i just loved droidicas i thought they were the coolest thing um and then also you have the magna guards which are the bodyguards for general grievous i don't know again i just thought they were so cool you know they have like these electra staffs and they're you know swinging around they're super good fighters and like you could chop their head off and they would still keep going because they have that like central core thing and then i thought those were super cool um, kind of an uh, honorable mention for me, so it's not part of my top three, but an honorable mention because I just thought about it was um, um, in in I think it was Solo. We see this for the first time, but we see the like the freight droids or the loader droids. Um, they're like these huge, massive, like almost um, ovular droids with a big eye, and they have like little skinny arms, skinny legs, and they like carry stuff. And um, and uh, they're just kind of they never talk. They're kind of clunky. They just they're just. They're freight droids. They like they load stuff on the ships and stuff. And uh, in in um, Jedi Fallen Order, we actually get to see the Haxian Brood, which is like this you know bounty hunter you know crime family type thing. They actually retrofit these these like loader droids and uh, create them into like bounty hunter droids. And they're so cool because they're like they're purely like melee. They have voices now and they're super like cocky and they're like just they're like try to like crush you and like ram into you and stuff. So they're pretty cool. Um, but, and I know this is silly, but my, my top favorite droid of all time, um, and of course we're excluding R2-D2 and C-3PO because that's just kind of a given. Oh, we are excluding them? Okay. Oh, well, we, I am. You don't have to. You don't have <laughs> I'll to. I'll exclude them too. You don't I have mean, to. it should be obvious. I, I mean, <laughs> so anyway, but for whatever reason, I, the first movies I watched was the original trilogy, four, five, and six. And my favorite droid from those is the gonk droid. 
<laughs> I love the, the gonk, gonk droid. droid I don't know why. I well, love I love the gonk droid. Shout out to the gonk droid in Solo. <laughs> yeah. that, when the and that that droid rebellion and then the gonk yeah. droids on the panels just like stepping on it's like gonk gonk gonk. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know why, man. I just I love them. Died in that I, part. I just love gonk droids. So anyway, we're we're running long on time. But so you go ahead and we'll get to the other part of that question. But what is your favorite droids? Uh so my favorites besides RTD T and C three PO, of course. Mm-hmm. Would would have to be, I I love, um, in the aftermath trilogy there is a droid called Mister Bones. Mister Bones was created by Snap Wexley, and um, he <coughs> is it's a modified B one droid, and it is red and black, and it's all decked out with all this stuff, but it's also programmed with General Grievous's combat, mm, like okay. it's been programmed to be able to, I guess fight like general grievous and so it was a really really cool droid um and so that's one of my favorites also um hk47 from knights of the old republic oh yeah that's a really good one great great hilarious um droid that i love also shout out to um triple zero oh and um and what's the what's the other one's name I can't remember I at the moment. But Triple anyways. Zero way outshines him. <laughs> well, yeah, Triple Zero is, is the best from the Darth Vader comics. Absolutely love Triple Zero. And so. for those of you who don't know, it's a protocol droid like yes. C-3PO, um, who's like all on, black. Like, torturing. Yeah, has all black, has red eyes, and he, he like he's like, oh, he's, I, I just imagine him talking like C-3PO. Oh, I do too, yeah. today we are going to be torturing somebody. This is great. So yeah. Hilarious <laughs> anyway. stuff. Amazing. Um, so to go on to the second part of that question, and um, in, in this could be a good topic at some point, talking about the Force and stuff, but can a clone trooper um, be Force-sensitive? So that's, oh, I mean, I, I've never, to be honest with you, I've never really thought about it, and I have not done any research, so this is just off the top of my head. But the Force is natural, um, it, the Force is the life essence of all living beings in the Star Wars universe. And so you can take it as one or two ways. As clones, they're not robots. You know, yeah, they're clones, but they're still living beings. So could they have the propensity to be Force-sensitive? Yes. That's one way to look at it, right? Because they're living beings. Second of all, another way you could look at it is because uh, since they are clones, in the Force can sense that they are kind of a... Um, I don't know what the right word is for this, but since they're, they're kind of a, uh, I, I'm just going to throw this out there, just because they're kind of like an abomination unto nature, right? Like cloning is kind of an abomination unto nature. Maybe the force can sense that and would therefore not attach itself to these because they're not, they're living creatures, but they're like the same creature over and over and over again. And it's kind of an abominatory thing. So I say there's two ways, in my opinion, you could look at it. Either A, they since they are a living being, that the force would attach them and have they could have the propensity to but second of all you know i i think maybe the force is a living thing and it can sense things as well and maybe since it it, it knows that it's kind of an abominatory thing it may not do that so i don't know maybe what's your ideas on that i think no okay. i don't think i don't think they are force sensitive and the reason being is because from everything we've gathered um jango fett wasn't force sensitive mm-hmm. and i think that that does matter i know some people like to argue that that stuff doesn't matter and blood relation doesn't matter blah 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 but um they are supposed to be exactly the same as jango fett yeah and they 
as far as I know, not a single one has ever had it use the force. So I think that they're all probably the same with that. And like it or not, midichlorine counts um, matter. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, amount, I don't like it, but, amount, but they do uh, talk about so, that. So, you, know, you know, the amount of force you have matters. Yeah. So let's say even if they – I mean, all – they talk about, you know, everything technically, like, has the force in a sense, right? Because mm-hmm. it's it's in every living – Yeah, thing. yeah. But as far as when we say force-sensitive, you know, we're talking about, like, actually using the force. Yeah. I don't think that they can. That's yeah. just my thoughts. So um, – and just to f- – quickly just touching that and then we'll move on but um and, and i'm sorry you know we we, we talked about that a lot and, and i apologize if you feel like that's not like hit you do it justice because we're just running short on time but i will just say this um you can view it a lot of different ways but if that's the case you know um luke in the new comics uh in between six and seven he explains to one of his new padawans that the force is you know you don't have a certain amount of the force you have the force is like a doorway and some people are born with their doorway just cracked open. And some people are born, like Anakin, with the door, like, almost all the way open, mm-hmm. right? And, and that was the new Kylo Ren comic, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Kylo Ren, yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, and he says, basically, to his little Padawan, is that you can train yourself to open that door wider. So is it possible that that, perhaps, a clone, if he, like, really meditated and he, he broke away from all of the things that a normal clone would do... And he saw, you know, went to solitude and trained and and meditated and waited upon the force. Is it possible that he could open that door, quote unquote, a little bit more? Maybe. But overall, I don't think that he could be force sensitive. So anyway, we'll, we can talk about that more later uh, in another episode. But oh, uh, going to our last question, and uh, this is coming from none other than my own father, Brent Taylor. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he uh, so uh, he wants to know uh, about the movies order in terms of the numbering or chronological yeah. so for those of you you know who uh who are, in, are, are very familiar with star wars like us at first i was kind of like confused I'm like what do you mean you know how what are we talking about in terms of the numbering but as he began to explain it to me i i, I begin to see his uh, understand his confusion so back in you know back in the 70s and 80s that's when my dad watched it you know he watched it in theaters when they first came out so episodes one two and three a New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi all came out. Uh, all came back. Episodes one, two, and three, right? So then, all of a sudden, Episode four comes out. But then, all of a sudden, that Episode four, Phantom Menace, is now Episode one, and then now Episode one, two, and three are now four, five, and six. <laughs> so I can definitely see how that could be confusing for some people who don't watch Star Wars as avidly as some people do, like us. So, just very quickly. For those of you who are listening, and, and, and uh, we can talk more about this if you guys would like to have like maybe like a basics beginner episode or something like that, you know, please let us know. But just for a very um, basic, essential, chronological thing, in 1979 through 1982 or 83, um, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi all came out. In 77, wasn't it? Oh, I thought it was 79. Okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Whenever it came out, right? In the 70s and 80s, these three movies came out. And those were the that was the Star Wars story, but sometime in early two thousands, they made a prequel. So coming before the original story, they made episode uh, Phantom Menace, uh, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. And those episodes came before they were prequels. They came before they were setting up the story before the original trilogy. So, but since they came beforehand, they just numbered it one, two, and three, and they made the original trilogy four, five, and six. And then obviously now that we have the new episodes, they're sequels, so they come after the originals, and they're now obviously seven, eight, and nine. 
So, you know, we could spend a lot more breaking that down a little more elementary, but I hope that helps anybody that's listening who likes Star Wars, but maybe not know, you know, as, as much as some other people. Uh, and like I said, if you guys want to, um, if you guys want to have uh, a more basics episode where we talk about just characters, who they are, um, you know, the, the, the chronologi- uh, chronological order of the episodes so that we can just let us know. But without any further ado, guys, we're going to come to our conclusion for the day. And uh, we just want to thank everybody so very uh, much for the continued support towards our podcast. Um, it, you know, it, it, it's not, you know, what it is except for without you guys. You know, you guys make it what it is. Um, we're nearing 460 likes on, on Facebook. I mean, we have like 300 and some listens um, slash downloads on all, all, all three of our episodes and now going into four um, you know, guys, you, you guys have been so supportive. We're so thankful. Um, but uh, we would just ask that you continually follow us. If you're listening, you haven't followed us on Facebook and Twitter, please do so. Um, we're going to have weekly news that we're going to talk about. We're going to share articles in there. We're going to have polls and discussions and more. Um, also, like I said, please follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, leave us a review. Um, and and uh, we just thank you guys for listening. Uh, and join us next week for Episode 5. And uh, last but not least... Thank you for listening. May the Force be with you. And thank you for joining the Jedi Eternal.